It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. And me, I was like this, no, nigga. <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here. People like you because you fucking fat and, and you fucking spit fast. No, maybe they do. I don't give a fuck. Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. Oh, don't threaten me with the good time. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. What's up with it? We're here. We're ready to go. Welcome back to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. And as promised, the one and only Cuban Link is back for part two of my discussion with him because we have so much to talk about. We spoke about a bit of Big Pun. We spoke about a bit of Fat Joe. Um, We were speaking and you were saying, got to go out and do a little bit more research. I did a little bit more research on the things you were saying, on the things Fat Joe has been saying. Um, And ultimately, I also wanted to understand your career a little bit more. I kind of get sidetracked, and I'm sure everybody gets sidetracked by Big Pun, but obviously you are an artist in your own right, and I wanted to spend some time on understanding your journey in terms of how you got the come up and in terms of what happened from your perspective. So, man, absolute pleasure to have you back. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you sound good. Okay, good, good, okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> today is Pun's birthday, so let's not forget that. So happy birthday to my brother. You know what I'm saying, though? Uh, I know he always shadows everything all the time. Uh, once again, you know, it's his birthday. So we're doing this interview on his birthday, November 10th. So, um, yeah, man, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, this is part two. Part two. Uh, number two. So um, basically, I mean... Um, just as far as the, what's the question like, that you wanted me to ask him? Well, obviously, I wanted to say happy birthday to Big Pun. He's my favorite rapper of all time. We said that on the last one. And so it's, yep, yep. for me, it's a, it's a privilege as well to be able to speak to somebody who was so close to him. But what I want to know from you is like, what was your journey in hip hop in, term, in terms of where did you start and where did you get your come up? Um, well, I started uh, in Cuba. I mean, <laughs> I started in Cuba, born in Cuba, came here when I was five, uh, my real boat lift in 1980, um, went to Puerto, uh, stood in Miami for, went, took the, the, from the, the Mariel Harbor in Cuba to uh, Key West, stood in Miami, North Miami for six months after we landed there. So, um, 81, I think turned 81. Then we went to Puerto Rico for four years. I came here when I was nine to the Bronx. So, uh, you know, as a young kid, uh, of course, you know, it was nothing but fun and games for us. But, you know, uh, later on realizing that, you know, my father, you know, my mother risked their lives, you know, um, to get us over here for, for the, you know, so we could get our dreams to be, uh, live our dreams, really, with the freedom, you know, because Cuba, the communism is crazy, uh, you know. And uh, we had a better shot over here to, you know, becoming, we, you know, of course, the, the the best we could be in America. That was the dream. Um, and uh, 
just just um, you know when I touched down in the Bronx, it was just so different because you know we come from a tropical island. All of you know from Puerto Rico, Cuba, Miami, all of that is like you know heat and and just palm trees. And when we landed over here, it was nothing but burnt buildings and uh, cold weather. Uh, you know, and uh, it was just to me, it was an adventure. You know, it was an adventure. I wasn't really scared because of as far as fear because of what we've been through already. You know, that uh, the Mariel boat lift was crazy. And uh, in Puerto Rico, you know, I was living in the Caserios in Spanish, that's uh, projects. You know, when we before we came here to America, um, we was in Puerto Rico and um, we was living in uh, this kind of poverty. You know, my father was bugging out. He was playing, he started playing uh, the horses and shit. So he lost, he lost some money. You know, because it was uh, really working hard when we first got here. My mom's and my pops, they had a little restaurant out there. So they saved a little money. My pops, of course, you know, gamblers. Gamblers, uh, intuition and uh, just their vein. So uh, he managed to blow off a couple of G's and messed the, you know, things up. So we decided to come to New York. I don't know where he decided to come to New York, my father. So he was the, the reason, you know, he's not here no more. Rest in peace, my pops. You know, he was the reason that... Um, that we actually did all, uh, you know, got it, got it, like left Cuba, and then out of nowhere it left to New York. So we landed in the Bronx, now Forty Five Sheridan Avenue. That's like the heart. That's like my Yankee Stadium, that area over there. Um, and uh, you see the graffiti. I seen the graffiti. I seen the, the kids playing double Dutch outside. You know, playing skelzies. You know, put clay in the top and and play in the middle of the street against other people. You know, it's a game out here in America. Uh, the blue ball to the to the curve, you know, playing pop, playing slugs, you know, playing stick ball. Just, I've seen everybody dudes, having fun with coats, big giant coats on, but they still outside having a good time. You know, I, I never got to see snow yet. Um, like I said, we come from a warm climate area. So uh, it was just, I remember the, the crackheads also. Because it was the crack epidemic. So I remember all those things, which didn't bother me. Because, you know, we just been through a lot. So basically, I just seen the ambience of hip hop, like the music with the boombox playing. You know, I remember those things that took my mind from the poverty we was in, as far as like, you know, the messed up situation that how it looked with the burnt building you could still smell the smoke at that time it was like recently burnt at that time uh it was two buildings that were burnt across the street wow where was that but the block was nice and it, this was like next to yankee stadium so it's not like it was like poverty 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 it was just like just just the way the bronx was you know looking at the time uh and yeah the the, the invasion of hip-hop was right there on the cusp of that I got here in 1984, 1985, right there in the middle. If not the beginning, uh, the ending of 84, or the beginning of 85. Uh, and it was just, you know, I've seen things that I've never seen, you know. The, 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 as far as the fashion, you know, the, the Adidas, with the fat laces. I didn't know what to think about it when I first, you know, laid eyes on them. But I, you know, soon enough, of course, you know, you you settle in and, and you know, and 
you got to go to school. I didn't know no English. So my 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 friends, I, like I, as soon as I got there, I had friends. There were black friends, black kids that didn't know Spanish. So, um, you know, I was hanging out the next day with them, going outside playing with no language, you know, to, to even communicate with yet. You know, so we just knew how to be kids. So they gave me love, you know, black folks out here, they gave me a lot of love. So um, I, I, I definitely um, was deep in, in, inside the black culture out here when I first got here, you know, from the food, you know, the chillings and the, and the collard greens, and, you know, being with my, one of my neighbors, you know, my man Carl Brown at the time. And Kevin do you know what, I, do you know what I find so, interesting, sorry to interrupt, is like sorry? as you're as you're saying these things and, you know, people listen, but you're smiling as you remember and reminisce about, you know, coming to what objectively is quite a scary moment because, as you said, you were in a warm climate. You come to a new place, burnt buildings. People are outside. They're playing like you see crackheads. I'm sure that's a weird thing to, like, see and go, what is that? Um, and then – but then for you to come to a, to a school with no language and still, like – reminisce and think about it positively it's really interesting for most people i feel like that would be a really scary moment but it doesn't sound yeah, like I mean, that was the case for you what, right because of the uh of the age also you know i was five years old i mean nine years old nine years old i mean you still know what, what's good what, you know you still you know you know what fear is but for some reason i just felt you know i felt like you know it was it was home you know and it was like a whole different like the opposites. So, I mean, sometimes life is like that. You know, you're yin and the yang. Uh, some, some, like most of the Cubans stood in Miami. Like that's why, you know, they got little Havana over there and everything. So most Cubans st- stood in Miami, warm, warm climates. There was a, uh, a few Cubans, a lot of Cubans actually in New Jersey, in Bergenland Avenue, which is, a you know, New York and then New Jersey, next state over. But they, they settled like in, Weird places, like even though you know, it's still whenever you go to like a Cuban like a neighborhood, you can see the the colors, the peach and the light and yellow, you know. So it's like still tropical or Cubish, Cubanish, you know, kind of uh, flavor to it, you know. Um, but um, in New York, it was spread out like yeah, sprinkles of Cubans are there. So he was one of those, and uh, and actually in my block there was no Cuban. I was the only we we was the only Cuban family in the whole block. So um, it's a you know it was against you know we we was in uh, even though we didn't we wasn't with the same background as the rest which was Puerto Rican and black and some Salvadorians at the time we was different in that in that, in that sense and it's just that New York New York is like a melting pot where you know it's just like it, it's 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 where you know people just congregate and, and just they don't. The color didn't matter, you know. Uh, background didn't matter at that time. Um, it was more of a loving situation at that time. Like I, I, I mean, that's what I remember through all the crackhead shit and, and you know, crack valves on the floor and the burn buildings. Like I remember the people embracing us, you know, um, and accepting us and, and you know, and just just guiding us, you know, helping us out from the beginning. So that was the love part about it. And don't get me wrong, though, because when I went, to, when I went to school, I had to fight, you know, because I had to fight because I was a new guy, you know, new kid in school, and they were making fun of me. So I had to fight three kids, three black kids actually, 
uh, let me see if I remember, Dennis, David, and uh, who's the next one? Carl, Carl. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, those three guys. And then after I fought them, I mean, I beat them up. Ain't gonna lie. Beat them up. Uh, only I think David punched me in my face at the end. But I still beat him up because I had him on the ground. But anyway, I beat him up. Every day I had to fight one of them. So three days in a row I was fighting after school. After that, they became my best friends. And um, once again, that's how you, you know, you make your bones. Uh, that's go, that goes anywhere. But uh, with my language barrier at the time, because I didn't even know English when I was fighting these kids. So, you know, I was like kind of lost too. But, you know, God, oh, my God. Hello? <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so I got a I had a call. Oh, good, incredible. No, <laughs> I, I, I just I just hung it up. Of course, they're gonna call me. Okay, where's uh, the camera? 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 Come on. What the hell are you gonna get right now? The host asked you to start your video. Okay, start it. There okay, I go. got you. Got me. Uh, okay, no. Yeah, now, now there we go. We're Oh Lord Jesus! This is uh, <laughs> the link. This is the link. It's Murphy's Law, you know. As it happens all the time. As soon as you are busy, people want a piece of you. Yeah, that's how it goes. Well, what I was saying, uh, you know, from there on, I went to school. I uh, learned English, of course. You know, but I started off in the bilingual class first. Uh, that's when I they started picking on me. Of course, all the bilingual cl- uh, kids always get picked on. <laughs> I had the three fights or whatever. I, I earned my respect there nine years old <laughs> and um and then everything was just smooth everything was just about learning um the american way like you know the, the holidays and, and just you know the, the 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 swag that they had at the top which was uh you know what was fashion and what was and you know what was in and that was uh in my surrounding it was all hip-hop it was uh it was basically a, a block and Oh, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you got me? You're still here. You're still here. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so this block, you know what, the block that I'm, it's 163rd and 164th in between those two blocks. My building was there in 955 is the building. But 945, we went there first, which is the building across the street. Then we moved, you know, to the, to the one when we could have, uh, we actually could afford to live on our own because we had to stay with somebody when we first got in and they took us in for a little bit and then, you know, we got our money, whatever. But that block right there, it was always a famous, it's a famous um, graffiti piece that was there in the same block. It's, and they read HBO. Now, HBO was like, you know, a channel, right? <laughs> to me. Uh, the, well, that's we the first thing I cable. thought. Yeah, yeah, because it was the HBO and, you know, it's like, we used to get it there. Actually, we used to get free HBO. This is the time where there was no cable TV for the Bronx. There was only Manhattan. And you could only get, like, Playboy in Manhattan. <laughs> and shit. You could get everything in Manhattan, but not in, in the Bronx or Brooklyn. You know, they didn't put the cables up yet. But we used to get it. If you move the antenna, you get WHT, you get HBO. So that's how I knew about HBO. I used to watch a show called Fraggle uh, Rock. I'm just holding the antenna because I liked it so much. That shit was grainy. You couldn't really see it. Sometimes it just goes out. But anyway, there was this big graffiti uh, piece in in the block. It says HBO. And later on in life, I, I found out that 
that, that, that stood, I mean, I knew back then it stood for homeboys only, but I didn't know the history until uh, later on when I found out that those are the guys that helped uh, NWA. Uh, well, they tried to help. Did you see the movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, remember the New York dudes that came in in the beginning trying to teach, uh, like NWA had a rap or something? To, yeah. Trying to help them? That's HBO. That's those guys. And they were from a block, you know? So that was crazy that I, I learned that later on. But I always knew that. I thought it was like a posse. Back in the days, a lot of crews. You know, it was a lot of crews that um, homeboys only. Um, but it was dumb. It was actually dumb. Uh, so it was to me, you know, some music, um, some music uh, that came out of there as far as like back in the days. So, um, you know, um, but even back then, even back then, I would, me and my sister used to be uh, always dabbling with music. You know, she used to be uh, actually the, she wanted to be a singer. My sister wanted to be a singer and all that. She, you know, she was older than me. Of course, she got five years on me. So she was like 15. She was already older. Um, I was nine, ten, and uh, you know, she'll she'll do like little shows and you know, in a in a school. And I will help her, like you know, and I, at home I will help. And that's like at ten, eleven years old. I will help because we used to always play around, and, you know. But we it was always like I liked it. Like I, I'll come up with some new shit that nobody, you know, I wouldn't even study. I never studied music in my life, but it was just like just growing up with you know my mom's playing music. Uh, my father wasn't, any, but, but my uncle was a guitar player out of there in Cuba. So it was just always something that was in my DNA uh, to get a rhythm, the rhythm right. And um, my sister, that's when I first, like I, how I started my stuff was my, with my sister. Even though she wasn't doing hip hop, she was doing like singing songs, but I would help her with the melodies and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, she encouraged me, like, well, yeah, you know what you're doing. And then her friends came and they would, you know, pat me in the back and, you know, I was a little, 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 I guess, handsome little guy there. Her <laughs> friends used to like, you know, kind of molest me and shit, kiss me and shit. I didn't know what the kiss was. <laughs> so I was like, you know, real embarrassed. But um, not molest me, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, fucking me. <laughs> e, don't even say that either. Anyway, they used to fucking make out with me when I was little. I was a kid. You know, so uh, <laughs> basically, um, that's really where my, where I started my music uh like that, you know, just dabbing into the music part of things. I used to listen to, you know, uh, uh, just songs and radio. We came here with Madonna was popping, Michael Jackson, Menudo. Those are the, the people that was like on top of the, the game. Uh, so my sister loved that. That was my sister. Thing. Me, I know, I, 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 I you know, the, the Furious Five, uh, the Ha, the Ha, you know, Roxanne Shantae, you know, when uh, um, who was that? Um, Mr. Magic used to come on the radio. Uh, out here he had a channel. Uh, I forgot the the ninety five something. I think it was one of the, the, the ninety five point five, the one before Kiss. Anyway, he had a he had a he had a station. That, that's the only station you could get hip hop. I used to stay there. I made my mother and my father buy me a a, a cassette, a boombox, a little boombox, and I used to stay and record. That his shows, uh, you know, and I'm right there. I mean, just you know, Melly Mel spitting, you know, uh, don't you know, get too close to the edge and all of that, and the highs, and it's just a, it was just so, so 
rhythmatic and so like it was right there in front of us. It's what I'm like. I felt like you know what I'm saying. It was just like they were speaking to me. You know what I'm saying, and and, and it's just like so re- relatable to everything that was going on around me. So uh, is that when you started the, writing? Like when no, you started no, hearing I, it? I started. I started. No, no. I started. That was me. That was me getting the rhythm of it. Getting the rhythm of it. Because remember, I come from that era. So that's the you know the ha the. That's like the, you know, them kids go, a friend of mine. That's that era. So my writing, you know, when you, at that era, that's everybody was sounding like that. They would say different stuff, but that was more of the, uh, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was that, 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 you know, my name was Phil Ski at the time. <laughs> Phil Ski. My name, my real name is Felix. So, you know, uh, and then of course the, the B-Boys, joined the B-Boys. I got into that. And that's, all of that just brought me into the hip hop, you know. Um, but as far as writing, matter of fact, I wrote a rhyme back then. My name is Phil Ski. You know, I rocks the beat. I went to rap and you'll be sitting at the edge of your seat. Because my rhymes are dope. Niggas just can't cope. I'll be sending messages like an envelope. I got many go ropes, but I'm not the Pope. And if you're dirty, prepare to use water and soap. You see that? That's way back then, right? Do you know what it is? It's like I've said it before to to some some of my friends. It's like almost like a Doctor Zeus type vibe. It's like a very like set f- format. Um, it's very like you know it. It still sounds good though. Like when and no, I, to no, be no, honest, I'm impressed that you remember. I remember half the shit, but the fact that you can remember and just do it off the top straight away is impressive. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I mean, when I start thinking, when you take me there, I, I definitely get it. So that was my first rhyme, Phil Ski. That's the era where, you know, the Furious Five, you know, that's before the, the you know, the, the Rock Hammonds and, and the, the G-Raps and, and the Big Daddy Kane's came, uh, the Slick Ricks came. No, matter of fact, Slick Rick was there because the show was popping. So Slick Rick was, you know, he had that swag with the, you know, you know, you know he had just that, that uh, British kind of, you know what I'm saying, English uh, language type of little list for them. So he was different. And he was he's super dope, super dope. Storyteller, the number one storyteller ever to me. And uh, him and Dougie Fresh, they did the show. The, the beatbox was my favorite thing to do. I used to have battles in after school with the... <laughs> I used to be the fat boys, the, the, the chub, my, my man um, from the fat boys, you know? So... That was my favorite uh, beatbox, the, the human beatbox. So um, um, I got all those jewels from back then, just chilling in the you know in the streets, you know, just 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 living in in that neighborhood I was living in. Um, from the peers that I was that I had, all we did was that. All we did was uh, you know, the, it's a routine. That that's part of the routine. Uh, the music, um, you know, the the Levi's. Uh, well, the Lees. It was the Lees. Corduroy jeans, the Lees. Uh, the fashion. It was. It was. It was. You know, eight ball jackets. It was. It was everything. Everything that that that, that we was moving, as far as like the neighborhood was, uh, will be in fashion. We'll make the fashion. Is what I'm saying. You know, it started from there. It was a grassroots thing. It wasn't some. You know, something like. Uh, oh, like what's going on now with the. You know, with the Gucci and all that. It wasn't that. It was things that styles that we styled up from the hood. We wear the pants, the leads, and we cuff them up in the bottom as it'd be a new style. 
So it was still being like these things were still being done fresh out the box. It wasn't no hip hop wasn't out there like it is now. So um, you know, the music is so important in in this culture because it drives everything, you know. And that's when we seen run DMC with the the, the Adidas. That's you know, everybody had Adidas. Because there was, you know, uh there was rocking them and you know what I'm saying, and the Kango hats and everything. So I come from that era. Uh, I got that era down pat as far as like what you know the the, the pulse the pulse of the the pulse of New York City. I had it because I lived in there. You know what I'm saying? It's it's really the Bronx, you know. But as far as like, and then from there on, it's still with me, it's still with me. Like um, through through school, I would write rhymes instead of now. I started rhyming. I started writing. Um, I started writing once, like, G-Rap came out. G-Rap, Big Daddy came, rock him. That era, started writing. They inspired me to to write, but I used to write their verses, their, their verses first. So I used to copy, I used to listen to, like, their, their, their rhymes, and I write their rhymes down. And then my friend would do the same thing. We're like, let's say, uh, Kiara's one. And then we'll recite it to each other, like, we battle each other. You know, say so it'd be like who's the best MC? Like, you know, say who's better, who's better? But like, you know, we, we I'll decipher everything that they say just because I'm, I'm writing it now. Like I'm writing. When you write something down, you already know you know it better than just hearing it. So I seen it, I seen the format, I seen how they and and what stood out and who stood out was G Rap to me. Just because of the just the, the metaphors he used, the similes, the the, the style. Um he was just incredible. And still you know, do his way he does, but at that time, you know, growing up, I, I gravitated to you know G Rap, um, Big Daddy came too. He was a, he was just I just like the underdog, <laughs> you know, the underdogs. The underdog thing with me is like you know because I seen something, and you know sometimes they don't get to play out. Some things happen, and look at that, it's crazy because I'm the underdog now. <laughs> so you know, I keep that as a jewel. Always like you know. I know there's something special that uh, we don't need to hear from Cuban, and and uh, I'm gonna make sure they get it, you know. Uh, as far as that, but um, Nas came out. I remember a young boy that he changed the whole. Uh, he changed the whole. Like like that was a new era right there when Nas came in. That was like the 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 class the Breton, G Rap, Kane, KRS. They all passed the baton to him. Like they, that, that was the new era. Right? You could tell it was a new era. And that's when the, you know, poetical, um, you know, because even though Rakim was real deep, G-Rap was um, action. You know, like he was just fireworks as soon as, you know, with the metaphors and stuff. Kane was the whole package. He was like the business. He was the, the miracle. He was the image. He was, you know, he was, just, he was it to the world, like a, like a pop, you know, like a pop star almost. Like the first pop star really was, well, Run DMC and all of that, but they did records like, you know, Walk This Way. Kane was really from the grassroots of people, like the hood, like hip hop, you know, uh, with lyrics. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a whole different, they view different, you know. Um, but as far as like, who inspired me, I would have to say all of them 
guys, really, you know, from Slick Rick, telling, I mean, telling stories, uh, the show, um, G-Raps, Gangster, out of, out of this world, like, mindset, like, he's a genius to me. Like, he say shit that, <laughs> that is just so incredible to me. You know, and, and I, I passed that along. Like, that's why, you know, Pun was, uh, he kind of changed from being a Rakim fan, like, number one fan, like, you know what I'm saying, to, to G-Rap. And, and later on, you know, we got to, um, you know, give that 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 love to G-Rap. Uh, and when he told him, you know, how just old give, you praise him. How old were you when you met Pun? Like, because in the last interview, we, we were saying that you guys were friends well before, you know, yeah, the, the well, notoriety came through. I met him when I was, really, I met him when I was like 15, 14, 15, 15 years old. I moved to the new block, to 167 in Prospect. And I seen him playing basketball in the courts. And, you know, not too many Spanish people uh, I lived at. So it was like three of us. So he was one of the Spanish dudes. And then, you know, we was rocking. I mean, he was bigger. He's older. So I was rocking in the biddies, you know, small courts with the younger guys. And he was rocking with the big boys. And, uh, we, I saw him, you know, and after the game, he said, hey, it was, you know, quick, what's up? You know, he's always cool. He was slimmer. Then later on, probably like a year later, that's when uh, Triple Sage uh, brought him to my window. And, uh, and uh, I, you know, they told me to come downstairs, hit my windows with some rocks and shit in the morning, like 9 in the morning. And uh, they told me to come downstairs. You know, Sage was like a family friend. As far as like my family, you know, uh, with his family, so we had that relationship like within the parents and stuff. So he brought, you know, Chris to, to my house one day, and he when I got outside, he showed me a brand new three eighty, a gun. Because Sage knew that I had guns, like you know, I like I like guns, you know. What I'm saying my father fucking got me hooked up just so he he showed me the three eighty. Well, we went to the roof and busted. You know, from that day, he took us to his crib, uh, pun. He took us to his house. Uh, me and Sage chilled the whole day. Fucking never had this much fun with fucking somebody. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he had his own house. You know, I still live with my mom's, Sage too. So he was like a older. Yeah, he was 18. Um, but he was um, an older 18. You know, he already had his house. He had some money coming in already. He had his daughter. So he had his own place. So he kept me there for a fucking week. And I never wanted to leave. <laughs> you know, this motherfucker, we played fucking pool, the little pool tables, the Fisher Price pool tables. Yeah. We play there <laughs> with imaginary money, thousands of dollars. We owe each other for no reason. Making moves on our own. Like, we started like, that's one thing about Punk. Like, he was so like, like he, he wants to do it his way or a new way. He was always creative. With that, he was always like, even when he sang a song, I used to tell him, that's not how the melody goes. <laughs> Playing around and shit, but he, he sing a song like the old, old oldies. He'll sing a song and be like, that's not the way it goes. The, the melody, he was like, they always told me that you have to do your own thing, put your own twist to it when you ever take a song. <laughs> and I was like, get the fuck out of here. I never even cared about it too much, right? But then later on, I was like, yo, he's right. He's right. That's what you're supposed to do as an artist. Was to put your own twist to it and make it make it yours, uh, regardless. It's just that he he was on tour. That's that's what my problem was. <laughs> so um, so um, 
Yeah, so I just stood in his house, man, for for a week. And that was it. That was it. From that week, forget about it. Inseparable. That's not even safe. Like, he brought us, he brought us together, that, I mean, at that moment. But he sent fucking safe back. And he's one of those niggas, like, you know what I'm saying? You don't like, like, he gets boring. He doesn't get bored. Pun was a fucking 24 hours, seven. It was just action and fucking laughter and making jokes and uh, doing something. We was always doing something. From there, we went to boxing. We started boxing together. We played ball together everywhere. Wherever I stayed, he'd come pick me up in, you know, with his car in my, in my high school, Chelsea High School. I used to carry a fucking picture of him with the snorkel. If you see him, you see him in a snorkel. Not a snorkel, a cheapskin. That jacket. Yeah. He's a, he's a famous picture. I bought that. He gave me that jacket, but I bought it from him. He sold it to me for $150 back then. But he used to lend me that jacket. And that was his favorite jacket. I used to have a picture of him with the jacket inside my fucking wallet. Like, that's my brother. I used to show him off in school. Without being punny. This is not even fucking big pun yet. This is just, you know what I'm saying? This is Moondog. So, you know, that was, you know, just to show you, you know, the kind of, you know what I'm saying, like unity we had and love we had for each other. And, um, yeah, man, that's big bro right there, big bro. And, you know, like, as far as the hip hop, when we started doing, like, uh, the music together, like, he was more energized for that at that time. We was energized too, but he was, like, he was like, he'll catch something quick. And like, he'll just learn something real quick, man, quicker than anybody I've ever seen. So he was like, he was dope when I first heard him. He had a song called Brothers Ride the John. That was his first song. Song he wrote. I remember that. Brothers Ride the John. Can't do it. Like, it's hard to remember that one. But he used to say it's so funny. He used to be, brothers ride the John, you do the nice way. He used to say it like a, like a white boy, right? He <laughs> uh, said, right there, right bitch. Fuck, night thing, night bitch, night thing, night bitch. Fuck around, get raped like a white bitch. <laughs> yeah, he was saying shit like that. That would catch my, that's what caught my shit. Like, fuck, what you said? <laughs> so um, he was, he always had it. He always had it. He just wasn't polished yet. You know, so like, like that's what I'm trying to say. All of us together, like we we helped each other in the writing, the writing and in the energies. Like, Sage helped us. You know, saying like concentrate more and take it more serious. Pun wasn't just a over dedicated to you know, like an OD. You know, he was like a monster on it. He couldn't stop. He was like addicted to that shit to the point he he, he went crazy. That's how he got that crazy. Because he was, he took that serious like that, and that's the way he was. He takes one thing serious, and you know, he he makes sure that the world knows it and everything. Boxing, it was incredible. But uh, you know, when it came to to, to writing music, and uh, me, I was like, I'll get inspired. It was in it was an all in either for me. You know, what I'm saying like they had those motivational things about them, but me, I was like more like. A slow rider, uh, not intimidated at all. I was just like, I gotta say things. Like my whole shit was always, let me fit in, let me fit into this group because I know what a group is about, right? So I know, like I told you before, I wrote shit for other guys in an in a auditorium when I had uh, a play. I mean, a, a show to do in, in 
in Chelsea High School. So I wrote for other guys. So I knew, like, my thing is more construction, like the maestro type in the back. I always been the dude, like, okay, punish something like that. You got to say something like this. How, I'm, how the fuck I'm going to attack this? To, 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 bat, you know, to, to get, not to take over, but to be heard and respected as well as the whole song as a whole to be dope. Not just this part is dope. The whole song got to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to fit in to that, to that little link there. But that was my thing. And I, that's why it made me take so long sometimes. That sometimes it's like, eh. You know, it, it's, my mind, I fight myself. Like, my, my worst own critic. But um, we started making, we started doing what, you know, dudes from the hood do. We made up a group. Um, um, the group was called uh, Rough and Rugged. Me and Pun, me and Pun first. Uh, Sace was already spoken for by uh, these other guys called um, Younger Ruthless. The dopest, dopest MCs that we heard from our local area. Dopest, you know what I'm saying? That was uh, that's what Triple Sace's name was. Uh, Joker Jam at the time. Joker Jam. He was dope at that time. He was like, I, I feel he's better back then. Like, as far as, you know what I'm saying? When he changed his name, I didn't like too much. I didn't like the triple six team. And we got into the horrorcore. The horrorcore at that time was because the Wu Tang, remember the Diary of a, of, of a, of a Dead Man? Was it? Diary of a Dead Man, I think, right? Mm. Be a witness as I exercise my exorcism. The lyrics, the lyrics within the sentence and the terrorism. Remember that? Grave diggers, yeah. Remember the grave diggers, yeah. Okay, the grave diggers. So the grave diggers, and then Nas with that. When I was twelve, I went to hell for stuff in Jesus. All that shit, we found it fucking fascinating. <laughs> so, you know, we started venturing, not dressing up with the fucking fangs or nothing, but going to that type of realm, evil type shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, did I spit that rhyme with you last time? No, you didn't. When, when, when we did the okay, so yeah, so that's what Pun had. I'm gonna give you an example. That's when Pun did the cannibalism is living in my metabolism, giving them spasms and aneurysms, the baby baptism. It's for my thugs bringing blood, what he put love, what he unbloated, bloods and bloated mugs. Get the even the even the you come on, help me, you know it. Even the Reverend can catch the when I'll be heading. He's the problem. Is that and This is the Armageddon. Is letting demons even The Armageddon. The Armageddon is letting demons heathens in heaven. The blind spiritual time, which you will find. See, scriptures are Satan. Scriptures are Satan and critical. Bye. Remember that. Yeah. See, here's the problem. Here's 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 where I know my limitations. I'm so bad with remembering rhymes. Like I I wish I was better at it. And it's like, so when you're off the, that's why I'm so impressed. Whenever you're like off the top remembering rhymes, I'm like, oh God. But I'll be fucking up too. I, I remember <laughs> I remember it. If I hear it, I could say the whole thing. But me off the top, be like, you know, I, I, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually speaking it when I'm thinking of it. But, um, yeah, but that's when he did that on the cannibalism. He, he used it for, you know, uh, the Year Baby album. And that rhyme right there was from back then. You understand? Uh, he had too many like that, but that one, that's when the one we did, um, that was flip on the nigga, flip on the nigga. And we Spanish motherfuckers over here too. Flip on it. We had the whole hood seeing this shit. Like, we don't think of that. 
we, we, the nigga word is just my brother, you know what I'm saying, or my enemy. It's just a word that we use, you know, regardless. But they don't, of course, find out that shit. You know, it's it's, uh, it's got a lot of history to it, and it always did. It's just, um, you know, like I said, New York is a melting pot. It's a, it's a place where you bond. Everybody's the same. At that time, it was, you know, it was, it was their unity. It was like the homies, no matter what color you are, hip hop combined it. I mean, united us together. Uh, so when we get to a certain level in music, you say that word, you know, the N word. And, uh, you know, it feels like it's, we're disrespecting something. You know, as far as like, I, I, I agree that only certain people could use it and all that, but, you know, um, like it's hard for me to stop saying it because I grew up around this shit. Right, but, uh, I was going to say, did, did you ever? Did people ever say to you, "Hey, you shouldn't use it"? Uh, one one kid in the hood, he said that, shit. like a Black Panther kid. <laughs> and I knew this dude. He was growing up. He was a little shorty, but then he grew up and started getting with the um. That was the um, the black and the red and yellow with the key X Clan. Remember fucking X Clan? Yeah. <laughs> That's when that shit was out. And, uh, you know, it was the medallions and shit. You know, I, I'm a medallion, motherfucking big ass beads and shit, because it was about hip hop. I used to love X Men, Poor Righteous Teachers, like, fuck with you know, all of them. But this dude out of nowhere, you know, he said that. He said, uh, yo, you gonna stop. He said it in a way that, like, yo, yo, you can't, yo, what are you using that word for, man? And he tried to put the pressure, like, what you talking about, man? I said, we using that word, man. I use that word when the fuck I want. Now, you know, I was thinking about it. I just looked at his attitude the way he said it. So I, you know, it was a challenging thing to me. It's like, you know, uh, with, you know but it's, 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 when you look at it from the outside, you argue that. You're going to lose all the time. You're going to lose all the time. And I, I had to notice that later on, even though I know it's a, it's a word that is, 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 is definitely... You know, you got blood on it from way back in the history. You cannot make everybody, and I don't want to. I don't want to either. You know, I wouldn't want to. That you guys, as, as, as older, you know, what I'm saying me growing up, understanding too. But how beautiful it was when we was around each other. But that didn't matter. That didn't mean that. That meant you know brotherhood. That meant. Something, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that we, we took the meaning out of it. That, 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 all that blood that, they, that shit had, all that negative power that that word had, you know, was removed the way we talked about it. And that's the way I see it. And that's the way most little kids see it, from, you know, that understand it. But that was just that area. You understand? So I'm just saying, if that area could get together like that and that unity could happen, with the music, with hip hop, you know, with uh, the black, you know, the brown, the red, the yellow, all together, without even noticing no color or calling anybody that the derogative word right there to mean that, as far as like you know what it means, or what it meant, and all be happy about it, chill it without saying nobody's going crazy about it, just in that area, it worked. And that's the thing. It worked in that area, right? But you can't make everybody because everybody don't have the same experiences. So, uh, and it's hard. It's hard to... And, and obviously the there are people who still say it with the intent behind it and the blood on it 
as opposed to no, no doubt, no doubt, the, no doubt. What you felt, which was like obviously, that's the problem. That's yeah, the, yeah, that's the problem. They that they're gonna win though. See, they're winning because that means because they saying it now, and not, not even not even to even justify that. Just because they saying it brings more. Like it, 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 it's it's ten times the fucking pain than it, it brings of good. Like you know that, that we what we thought of good. Not, not even that it's good. We wasn't doing that shit with a plot. It's just what it was. It was a word that was used. And, uh, you know, just like the F word right now. You can't say that either because of the, the gay community, right? It's bad. You say the, it's the F word, right? But it's just like, that didn't mean that. <laughs> you know, that didn't mean that. I mean, I mean, you get mad, you say something. But it is that, right? It is that to a point. Because at the end of the day, fat is a bunch of sticks together. That's the meaning of it, right? But use it the other way, you know, bad. Everything is just, you give too much power to words. But at the end of the day, it's like. Well, I remember at school, I, when I was growing up, we used to say gay. And we went gay as in stupid, not as in derogatory oh, okay. towards. So we would no, say. No, we didn't even know what the fuck. We didn't yeah, know gay. We didn't know what yeah, the hell gay was. We, we were just gay like. Was we were just like, uh, like, are you, it, it was like a way of saying, are you dumb? It was never. It would. You'd never say it to someone who was actually gay. You'd only yeah. say it to your friends as a way of saying, "That's so dumb." Like you're being dumb oh, right shit. now. It was like slang. So, and obviously, it was. It was so weird. And now looking back, obviously, we don't say it anymore. But like, in the same vein of like, it didn't register of like the word because the word meant something else to us. Um, right, and then as you get right. older, you realize historically of all these words and like what dumb, the meaning. Dumb, is you can't with. say retard. You can't say retard no more. I mean, no. believe me, if anything, but you can't say that word either. That's that's you can't say that. See what I'm saying? It's like those are we understand. We understand. Those are bad words, but um, you know. We don't use them like that. Where we come from is like we don't, we didn't use them like that. We we use them as, um, and that's what it is: power words, power of words. Because uh, what might not mean or hurt me with words, because it means something different to me, it might hurt somebody else. So we have to still respect that. And uh, when you get to the end of the of the, of the argument, that N word is uh, you can't win because they're right. There's too much blood on that word, and you know. It's, it's it's something that it's not resolved yet. <laughs> See, if something is resolved, you can pass. You know, it will pass on. But it's still it's still a lot of blood. You know, blood boiling over that, and uh, a lot of feelings. You know, under that. So it's like, I understand. You know, but to bring it out there and let people talk and uh, start a conversation about it, it's not bad either. You know, I agree. And I'm, I, to tell you the truth, if you want to call me that, I'm that. I'm an N word. It's not like I go, oh, dumb niggas over there. I go, no, I'm a nigga too, nigga. Yeah, I'm a nigga too, and I'm an Indian too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Spaniard too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all that. So I, I, I do that for the same reason. Like I own that. You know, since you want to call me a nigga, yeah, yeah, I got black. I'm a black king. Yeah, I'm a black king. I got that black king blood on me. So you know what I'm saying? So. I never got approached with that type of racism uh, up front, you know, up front. But I know it happens. It happens in many ways. Everybody, you know, 
everybody said it's something, you know. Um, and uh, but just my mind, though, I don't think that way. Of, you know, how to approach people? Unless you give me a reason, you know, give me a reason. I, I still won't stoop to that level of that. I'd rather it is interesting. In, intent is and so important, and context is important in language. Like I think it's Very. yeah, and 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 exactly what you said. Like you know, you you use it endearingly, like as a friend, or as like you know, I'm close to you rather than, and then, yeah, obviously people who use it in hate and aggression is obviously bad. We, but, but we know that. Yeah. We, we, we could tell the difference. You know, you know how the ER, you know how you hold in the ER too long, you know how, <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't say it, you don't say it like that, we don't say it like that. It, and if you are saying it like that, don't say it, you wasn't meant to say it, you know? Just leave it to those that, you know, cause you could tell, you could tell who grew up saying that. And, uh, you know, who, who who could probably enlighten somebody with something that they feel about that world? So even like, to me, even to me, because I've been listening to hip hop for so long, you don't you don't say it with the er at the end, and I, <laughs> yeah, and I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. You like said that. you said this before. You said that shit before. No, I, I was like, I never hear it like that, right? So yeah, so you, to me, it's like so wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, for me, I know I'm going to say, it, but like. To me, so when someone does say it with the ER, it's so diff. It's like, man, you're saying it wrong. Like that's not how they say it. It, it, it hits. It hits a nerve, right? Yeah, it, it hits, hits a nerve. Even for me, I'm like, oh, that's that's too hard. That's way too harsh. Like that's and how not- can you say that, right? How yeah. can you say that? Be like, <laughs> and then you gotta argue with it, like a smart ass. Be like, that's how it's spelled. No, no, no. Like, it's spelled with no, an A. I know. I know. It's, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but listen, that's not it. You know, like, imagine you get one of those nerds, and it's like, it's people just, some don't get it. So the thing is, let's abolish it. Don't say it. That's hard for motherfuckers. That, it's kind of like, like, it's, it's not, that's just because it's not me. Like, like you know, as far as, you know, they, they consider me Spanish. Latino, whatever. Like, I don't look at myself as that. So, you know what I'm saying? I know some, what did they say? It's too much in between, too much in between. It's also and, hard. Uh, you grew up with it. Like, you know, you, you came right. and people were using it in your formative years. Yeah, but years. I, I got an excuse either. I got, like, yeah. I'm a fucking immigrant too. So I came from another country. So for me saying it's like, man. But it's not the reason what I say. It's the reason I, I, I grew up that way. Uh, you know, even though I went to college too. So I, I got no excuses, but it's just, you know, I embraced it as part of my history too. Like, you know what I'm saying? I embraced that as my part of my history, not as part of any, I embraced it as part of the blood that was spilled on it. I, I get motherfucking mad. I get mad at shit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's just a, incredible what the history of America was. But as far as like me taking it that serious when I'm saying that word, no. I know, definitely no mean that word for you to take it that serious you know what I'm saying as far as like all the way fuck back there it's a word that we use every day I'm a fucking hip hop artist too at the end of the day that's how I grew up with gangster motherfuckers from the street you know what I'm saying so it's like that's, that word is thrown back and forth like nothing but I don't want to also be the fucking motherfucker that defends that word either so other people can say it I don't want to be that either you know what I'm saying so um you know, we got a little bad habits. Uh, you know, just take cigarettes. Fucking smoking right now. So, uh, 
you know, we work. Well, what we're do you mean, at, Cuban? Are you not perfect? Is that what you're telling me right now? You're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I know I'm a fuck up. That's why. And that thing, I'm a, I'm gonna fuck up. I'm a fuck. Up. Like if somebody tell me, yo, stop saying the n word. Like, give me a million dollars. I'll be like, and I, I, I know by the end of the day, I'm gonna fucking fuck up that million dollars because I'm gonna make a mistake. You know, I know that. And it's not, you know, you could tell it's not something I, you know, that means that shit to me. Because if, when I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it in a good way. But I'm going to slip up. because so many meanings to it. You know, it's better than saying fuck or motherfucker. Because motherfucker is another word that you can use in 10,000. You, you'll be cursing all day. You know, you know. So it's like, everything is just crazy. Man. It's, it's just too much power in words. And I am an artist and I am a fucking writer. So I should know that. <laughs> It's a lot of power in words. Um, but yeah, I think it's a solution. There's something there, though. Something, it's a link there that I got to get to. That I know I'm going to make some powerful shit one day. A nice little song there with that word to bring it to, uh, not to, not for everybody to say, it's just to recognize how, you know what I'm saying? Because people are people. They're going to they're gonna take it how they take it. You could say it in a nice way. Motherfucker over there, but oh, he called me this. And then, you know, you didn't say it like that, but now you got 300 motherfuckers that are racist and they, they, they're throwing the shit back at you like you, you called them something, you know? Like when I say cracker, 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 <laughs> cracker, cracker. But that's me though, the whole thing, right? Me, I snap, right? So I, I'm joking to get all the shit out. You know, speaky, speaky, speak, 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 speak. Like we, we all... Say all the racial stories, and then start with what? That hurts you. Can't hurt you. Some part of you. You're part of me. <laughs> you're part of me. <laughs> you know they that's names, but it's not that simple. It's not that simple when you use the N word because the N word has blood, has blood there. So I understand. Yeah. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here because I, 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 <laughs> you guys are gonna keep me with this fucking. I'm gonna lose. <laughs> bad to be to be honest, it feels like we're gonna have to do a part three. Because we haven't even gotten no, no, to no, you. No, 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 not being, leaving. I'm, not, I'm saying, like, let's skip the, you know, that word. The, yeah, we're, we're, leaving, we're leaving that word alone, but it feels like we're going to have to do a part three. We haven't even got gotten to where you got signed. So <laughs> there's, oh there's so much to talk about. But You're so, going to do the whole fucking documentary. You might as well just narrate the whole, my whole fucking story with some pictures. And I, I'm, I'm cool. legitimately interested. So, I mean, <laughs> you know. That's what um, I'm working on, too. Okay. So, hey. You know, if you want to keep coming back, because here's I feel and and I've when I listen to to other people and you need someone there to like ask you questions, makes you remember shit, and just like kind of yeah. gets you to go a yeah. little bit deeper. Um, yeah, because if I could ramble in and shit, I go off and on, and I come. By the time I come back, I'm in another fucking state. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. You, need, I need somebody to, to to keep me there to that memory, and I, I get everything out of that, just that little part. Then we can move on to the next. Because, yeah, I will go to, like, fucking uh, Jupiter, come back to fucking Mars. I will. Because uh, you, like you, right you were talking about horrorcore, um, and you were talking about that's horror like... Core. That's yeah, like I forgot you, about that. Yeah. The fucking word, <laughs> oh, my God. Incredible. How the fuck? I remember that now. <laughs> you told me, yeah. Yeah. The fucking horrorcore, the grave diggers, yes, the grave diggers, the Nazis, those little references, the Bible references, that's why you see pun, you know, even when with uh, walk of water, shit on. Uh, 
going through my mother's ass without her. When she was passing gas, the throat slit her. The 25 to life bitter. You know, that was pun. In the beginning, I was the Punisher. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, you know that Rakim had a song called The Punisher. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a song called The Punisher. Punish him, punish him. Yeah, kill him again. Yeah, yeah. Rakim had, I told him that too. I told him, you know, because I always remember that was his, his uh, one of his icons that he's like, you know, he used to uh, like, like that. Before the you know Kuji rap, it was Rakim and Kuji rap. But I was like, he used to get me mad. I used to be like, you biting, you biting, you biting. And he used to tell me, you're biting over the Wu Tang. <laughs> so we used to just fucking get heated on each other. <laughs> He'd be like, you bit off Rakim, nigga. You just be punishing, nigga. He said that shit first. He'd be like, yeah, that's what Kimber Links. They got only built for Kimber Links. Fucking Ray Car. <laughs> <laughs> they used to get us tight. Oh man, we used to have war. We used to fucking argue so much. We used to argue, like, for, if you were around us when we argued, it'd be like three hours to argue. You'd be tired. You'd be like, stop, guys. <laughs> we keep on. We keep on until you fucking probably just fall asleep or you just doze off somewhere. And we'll make up after three hours, get together and fucking wet you while you're sleeping <laughs> together. <laughs> that's how we fucking just, you know, that's how our friendship was like, ah, we start laughing and fucking get the middle one. But that was our friendship, man, you know. Yeah, that boy's missed, man. That boy Chris is definitely missed. So much things to it. And that's just that. Because I know, I know his, I know how he is. I know how, if anybody knows, besides Liza, this is wife, it's me that I know. You know, so um, I see what's happening now. I've seen that what happened after he passed away. How, you know, certain things was done by the people he thought would have his back to, you know, more than they had. For a certain way, you know, because he used to be bragging about things like that, like you know, I know my twins got my back. He used to always say shit like that, you know, to Joe, you know, to all of us, uh, but especially he say out loud. But you know what I'm saying? So that bothered me a lot. Can I ask how does? Because uh, I think we're definitely gonna have to do a part three because I we there's so much I want to dive into with regards to you know the Fat Joe start stuff your the the career of past you signed but what i actually want to ask you was you know big pun's been gone for a while and you know every year obviously his birthday is still a, a big part to you or very close but how does it make you feel is that his his birthday when you on a day like today you know what does it do to you um i really uh, you know i i i'm always gonna have pain he's not here that's just who i am you know like and it's always motherfucker damn you know what i'm saying not because of me just because of he died a baby fucking 28 years old i'm 47 i'll be 48 he would have been 50 you know so it's like fuck my nigga he's a baby my son is 27 right now well, i'm 28 and look at the, you, twenty eight. You yeah. fucking, you, you look like you fucking been in the time machine. You're like yeah. thirty, fucking fifty nine. <laughs> I look like this since I was sixteen. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! You was in the fucking third, thirteenth grade. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, you look good. You look good. You? For for three hundred year old, you look. Good. Hey, anyway. I'll take it. <laughs> Where's the beard? It's just the beard. You yeah. got a young face. But look at that, twenty eight years old. And Pun had the same thing. He's twenty eight. He looked like you. 
know, Harry, you know, and um, I used to be his barber, so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I used to cut his hair every 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 two weeks for the braids and all that shit that he had with baldies. I was his barber, so um, how you call it? I just you know, I miss him a lot because it's just I miss that energy of friendship, you know, that brotherhood. I don't have that with nobody else. Never after that. After that, it was just like I, you know, what I'm saying like I cherish that. That's that's something that doesn't come. Uh, see, uh, never again, really, because I, oh, shit, I had a lot of people about me, and they just—it's not me expecting. It's just that's when it's like that. It's a natural thing. You know what I'm saying with the value, with, with, the, with, the, with the values, with the morals, with the, you know, what I'm saying just the, the the honesty, the, the funniness. Everything, everything, all those characteristics in one person that you click like that with. Because he, he didn't, you know, he's been like that all his life. He just he didn't click with somebody like me. Like, you know, before that, it was like, when we click, it's because we had the same kind of kinship, you know, spirits. So I knew what the fuck he was thinking without even, you know, saying him saying anything. And he did the same thing with me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's many, many uh, situations like that that I could tell you. But it's just like um, I just miss him as a human being, man, as a friend, as somebody that uh, would, you know. You, forget it. Forget about big point. You know, what is, I'm talking about Chris. Yeah, is it lonely when you think about that? To because because obviously you want to stick a you want to stick your fucking knife in there more. <laughs> no, so, I want to. I'm trying to understand yeah. you. You know, and I think and I think a lot of people, you know, there's there's a part of you that is obviously you know the the tough strong rapper and individual but i'm interested to know like because you said and i found this interesting that there's ne- never been anyone that you felt as close to in all the time that's been passed and yeah the brotherhood yeah yeah because I, I mean besides yeah no no yeah it's 100 percent true no nobody else like no other person i could trust in like that no other person that had they, my my interest in like he did, and vice versa. That we, you know, we got each other like on some old, you know, helping, improving, and uh, you know, whatever, cre- anything creative, especially, and then funniness, jokes, to you know, actually, what what we you know, to things to do, like similar everything. So it's like if I want to go somewhere real quick, I'm gonna go. Oh, yeah, I want to go too. So it's just like that. Like that's my my other half. Like you know what I'm saying. That was always like that, man. And um, I mean, I got my own different. You know, I I, I the reason I uh, I say things like this is because you know you get older, you start seeing things, and you know we was young. We was young. We did a lot of things too. Like you know, um, we could always blame you know food with him. We could always blame money. To blame people around him, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm you know, certain people and some people, all of us, really, we're meant to just do what we need to do, you know what I'm saying? And not to say, uh, that's why I had to think of life like that, like not serving your purpose, but understanding what you was here for. And even if you leave early, it was you still did something that was. Incredible, but then it's like the other human half was like, "Motherfucker, you're not done yet." 
You know, he not, he wasn't done yet to me. That's my problem. I, I saw more. He knows I saw, you know, him back to the you know model shit. <laughs> See them hundred eighty pounds cock diesel, fucking spitting better than everybody in the world with his breath back up, but his fucking cock diesel being, you know, sporting fucking you know, modeling Gucci and whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He he, he had the whole life. Man. It's just that I could also go into his head. I could also go into his head where it's like. I know his depression. I knew his depression. I knew that he, you know, he, he told me one day. So I told him that. I told him, the twin, you know, okay, the second album, let's go. Come on, let's go. Now we got to get work out. We got to go back to the studio. Because I was worried about myself because he was getting bigger. So I told him that. I told him, my nigga, let's go. Go back to the gym. Now it's time for you to fucking, now you go fuck their heads up. You're skinny. Kill them. Kill him. You're gonna sell fucking quadruple plaque. You're gonna get the Mammy. I mean, the, the Grammys you want. What? You get sat back if you want. Nah, you got it wrong, Cuba. I said, what you talking about, nigga? He was like, so you think they like me because I spit like this? Nigga, they like me because I'm fat. And I spit this fat. And I, 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 it's like incredible to me. But the whole thing is that I'm not supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to do. So they like me for that. I was like, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. And stop fucking around. <laughs> stop fucking around, because right now you, 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 you're you going stupid right now. You, you know, you're too smart for me. For me, you, you're too smart for you to think that way. Because that's, first of all, that's like, I I always used to, you know, like, I always thought he always come over there with excuse. That's, that's an excuse. And that's what I used to drill him with. I used to drill him with. So he, he stood away from me a lot, a lot of times. But he used to, like, eat, because... I knew the shit he says, it's, it will fuck up the next person's head to be like, oh, okay. This is like that, okay, go ahead. Do what you wanna do. And me, I was like this, no, nigga. <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here, people like you because you fucking fat and, and you fucking spit fast. No, maybe they do. Well, I don't give a fuck. You, you, you're gonna now be 10 times better than you're gonna draw a man with a healthy motherfucking you. That's basically it. So. But it's just me hearing that from him bothered me. And I already knew that he was in there. He was in that. So other people may be telling him this. You know? I don't, you know, that's how I felt. He never told me. Well, it didn't, it didn't seem like it came from him. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It probably people, like business people, maybe telling them certain things that led him to believe that. Cause I don't think my brother would ever believe that, you know what I'm saying? And or maybe that's that's the world that he that he felt. He was he was there. He got he got lost there. And is that when you knew? Is that when you knew there was trouble? That like this was no longer. Because as we oh, said last I, time, he had said you know he could lose the weight. He could all he could do what he wanted. But was that when you? It, that it that really, was all for sure. Yeah, that was all for sure. That I lost I lost hundred pounds. That's all for fucking show. That's why I didn't. That was all for like the pants. I was like, you know what I'm saying? That was like a to me. It was that, you know. So I never believed in that shit because I know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You you know you went to fat camp and I know that you know the kids were sneaking in fucking you know chicken burgers in there. It was chicken McNuggets. It was doing the whole you know prison sneaking the whole. Fucking con, uh, what do you call that shit? 
country contraband. Yeah, contraband. It was doing it. Yeah, the contraband. It was they come in with chips and fucking uh, Snicker bars and everything, like cracked up, and then they sneak into the fat farm, and he gets them in a room, and he fucking, you know, shakes them up and gets all the fucking candy and put them under the bed. I know what he does, and I know what he does, and and me saying that now is fucking up a company. I'm like a thorn, kind of now. You know what I'm saying? But not to him. He knows that I'm saying it for. He knows that I'm saying it. He knew as well. He, he knew as well. That's what bothers me. Like, Motherfucker, you know, stop using them. Like, he, he, he knew. He knew. I know he knew. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, he was that strong-minded. You can't tell him shit, especially after that. He had that bread like that. He had money. He would look at his watch and be like, my uh, million-dollar Rolex says that you're fucking wrong. You know? And they'll laugh, and I'll be like, Motherfucker. And it's just like, it's always, his sense of humor always, always uh, reflect a lot of things. You too, man. It made me laugh and shit in this most serious times. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I got a, I got my own, uh, I got my own thing. But at the end of the day, it's my brother. I see it in a spiritual sense. I see it in a, in a human story sense. I see it in Christopher Rio senses. I see it as a big pun. Story. I see it in all angles. I see it all, and I know you know what I'm saying. I know is uh he had a lot of demons too, you know, and um it's deeper, it's deeper than shit. I got if I I know my brother, I know him, and I see that's my brother. I don't have no brothers. Well, I think I do now. In Cuba, I gotta have a brother. I never met him, but my father told me that shit later. Like, but I don't know, him. but you know, I bless him, whatever. He looks like my father too. But Pun was my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like that's you know, when you get somebody like that, that's not your blood, but you could consider that your family. Special. Special. When they earned it too. Like they earned it, they went beyond and they showed you the love. Even though they're crazy. <laughs> but they know that you know what I'm saying? Just you and they know. Like me and him know. Like I don't need nobody to know. Like, you know, motherfuckers be saying whatever, oh yeah, he's using his name for clout or you know, he, Forget about it. I'm never gonna forget about it. I'm always gonna rap on my legs, but I'm make a fucking song. I'm always gonna have a part letter, a letter part fucking 300 for him every time I do an album because that's just the way I am. And I miss my brother. I like to talk to him sometimes. That's how I get my, my you know, my therapy when I write on my letter. You hear it out. So, you know, that's something that I do for me, I do for those that understand. But uh, oh, man. Yeah, that bond there was. Yeah, I was going to say, we're definitely going to have to come back because I, I want to know more about once you got signed. We've got so much to talk about, about like the the drama with Fat Joe, the the label, what actually happened. You mentioned on the last episode. <laughs> yeah, we're going to light the fire. Um, but I... You the fire already. You lit it. Yeah. <laughs> you need the gasoline. You need enough gasoline now to keep it up. God um, damn it. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, because because we kind of we we talked about a little bit the deal, and I want to know more about the deal. I'm I'm generally, and I'm sure you can tell, I genuinely am very interested in in both you and 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 Pan and what happened. And um, I also want to take the time to appreciate. You know, when I first started listening to you and Big Pan, and you know, realizing what there was in hip hop, never did I think in my life would I be able to sit 
here on a day which is Big Pun's birthday and speak to you and be able to, you know, get your insight into someone that I have loved for such a long time, but also hear about who he was as an individual, speak to you about who you were uh, growing up and like see the difference in like the the smile in between of like when you first met him, the sadness you have now with like when you remember him. And I just want to say it's an absolute privilege for me to be able to do something like this. Like it is one of my dreams to be able yeah. to do it. Um, hopefully one day we can speak in person, but like I just want to say I appreciate it because – um, it. it's it's one thing to to like start doing this. It's another thing for for you to accept and be so open. So um, yeah, I just want to uh, just say that I appreciate it. Oh, man, no problem, man. no problem. I mean, uh, I'm an open book. I said it. I made a song about it. <laughs> so it's an open book, and um, the truth is gonna set me free. Set everybody free, but me especially. You know, so many lies have been compiled on top, and so many. Narratives that, that just ain't right that I don't feel right about, and not that it eats me anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't. It just. I just want to get my truth out. So at the end of the day, the truth is the truth. You feel it. You understand it. You all hear it, and once you hear it, you don't feel it because that's the truth. Does it goes through your bones, and you know it. And that's the other thing I wanted you. to find out as well. Is obviously. You know, as I said, I did more research. I had a look at what Fat Joe was saying. I've heard what you've said on other interviews. And I did want to, obviously, explore that in a little bit more depth. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't even touch on that. That was the whole point. Was, and then we got distracted. Point. Of course you were. Of course you did. We went to fucking where? N-word, and then we went to Cuba. Yeah, and then we went to Horrorcore, and we went to, to How You Feel. Um, but that's the well, whole point. Yeah, you just got to... Yeah, it is. It is. You just got to put them in a order because different like questions strike different things, you know. And I and there's so many I could say about just one subject. So many, you know, and that I remember, you know. So you got to understand when I tell you it's details. And we, we obviously just, had oh, you yeah, spit some there. rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember every fucking thing. I remember everything. That's the thing about me. But yet, you know. They put the narrative that I'm I'm the drunk one that doesn't, you know, that we make it shut up. <laughs> anyway, the opposite size, you know what I'm saying? I'm a liar and, you know, this and that. I don't know if you heard that one. Did you hear? Yeah, and I've he heard. Drunk I've and heard. this and that. You know, sir, me too. I call them, but I call them, like, you know, things like, you know, when you get to a personal level, like, I call them faggot, bitch. Faggot, you know, it's, it's the curse of my heart. Bitch ass nigga, whatever. But it's never like, the character of you know, even though he's a liar, but you know they bring him to himself. So, um, that's it, man. We will definitely get into that, though. We'll definitely get into that in the next part. For sure, that's that's, that's, that's a whole part by itself. Though. Remember, I'm telling you things about pun and everything, and that's just about pun. <laughs> when it comes about shit, you're gonna try to you, you gotta be part of me, uh, this whole shit because now the, you're gonna fuck up my book. He, he asked me questions. <laughs> but the fact is, let's just write a book together and fucking do that. That's it. Hey, man, you know, yeah. all the references, you know, it, if this does help you write a book, I'm no, all for already, it. I'm already writing the book. That's yeah. what I'm trying to tell you. I'm, I'm writing a book. It's called Linkfamous. And the yeah. other book is Linkfamous. So, you know, they want to make you famous. 
they, they could stand me being famous, so they made me infamous. You know, the link is the link for this. Man, I get the feeling so, that after this, you're going to be like, I'm going to remember, I remember this, I remember this. There's going to be so much more that you get. Yeah, I remember. And I'm trying to tell you, the more you, that's why I need this type of shit too for the book, because it's like, you know, it knocks on different doors. And I'll be like, there's open up. <laughs> you know, I'll be open that shit up. I open all that shit up. Like, whoa, shit, I remember that motherfucker. Yeah, he did. <laughs> not to, no, no, not to get nobody, you know what I'm saying, caught up in no shit, but let the motherfuckers know who you are. Yeah. Since you uh, lied so much. And loving my brother. That's it. That's the problem. Love him for real. I know you don't love for real. So you don't, I'm going to make you say what you feel live TV. I'm going to make you say that. Not me, really. God's going to make you do that. I'm just going to be like this, you see? Truth always comes out. Because I know. I know because you said it. <laughs> it's just that you don't say it publicly because you know you ain't shit. <laughs> You're doing it. Faking it. And Don't use my brother like that. Don't use his family like that. That's the problem. Somebody I love, you're doing it. And then you I mean, you got a different problem. Besides that. You're doing it to You know what I'm saying? Not now. Now it's over. Okay, we're going to stop. We're going to stop, but I'll, we'll connect I'll offline for sure. Um, but man, as I said, absolutely appreciate it. You know, I'm, I think I'm getting, I'm getting a lot December, from these as well. And I, I just December eighteenth, yeah. December eighteenth, my birthday. We could do the second, the second one there. there All right, I'm, I'm going to book it in December eighteenth, my birthday. Anytime, it don't matter, right? It don't yeah. matter. We'll figure it, it out. It December eighteenth, my birthday. We go, we go make uh, every. Uh, Every appointment. Yeah, anniversary. Be real meaningful. Any, let me have a look. Real meaningful. Don't start letting you have to look. Like you're going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say why not. There you go. And why is it cooking later? <laughs> All right, why man. Why is it letter? <laughs> Brotherhood. You I appreciate know, it. Part three. Part three is coming. Give you a lot of shit. Give me a lot of shit, man. I love that. I want you to. I want. I want you to do you. I want you to put the the 16th chapel up. All right. You know I will. All right, my brother. <laughs> All right. Go, speak soon. Love. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe, and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.